Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. Uh, this is Reservations, and I'm Rain Whalen. And I'm the Beggar Man. <laughs> I did really like Cornelius Starfish. Like, yeah, Cornelius week. Starfish. Thanks. That was good. Uh, thanks, but this one, it, this one goes with the theme of yeah, the movie. Yeah, I mean, people need to know what they're getting into, especially because we're probably going to have an and argument. Picked, well, and I picked Oldman's, yeah, too. Well, of course. Was, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's Gary Oldman. Yeah, it's Gary Oldman. God, he's uh, so good. Dude. So classical. I have a fun. I have a fun fun fact about him later. Yeah, uh, for the movie. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, welcome back, everyone. Uh, again, this is season seven, and we are doing movies that we haven't seen. Um, before we get into the episode, I uh, just want to give a quick shout out to our buddy Alex. He's working on our new logo. Yep. Um, as you know, each season we change up the logo. He's working on it, and i feel like it'll be a good one. i think it's gonna be fun yeah it's gonna i think it'll be a good i think it'll be a good one yeah um if nothing else we'll get a really cool cease and desist letter so <laughs> could you imagine that'd be cool man fucking universal pictures or spike lee was yeah. like oh spoilers it's a spike lee movie oh it, it's bamboozled look up the <laughs> oh my god <laughs> look up the poster <laughs> well uh, yeah because future rain's not gonna put it up <laughs> look up the poster for bamboozled it's not it but that would be really fun dude we oh that would be the end of the podcast be the end. well at least the end of us showing our faces yeah it would have to be just an <laughs> just a regular audio podcast again jesus christ oh man oh my god uh but anyway, yeah but could you fucking imagine i mean really it'd be cool man you know what i mean like i it, would probably frame it it wouldn't even say it wouldn't be like signed by him or whatever you know what it'd mean? be like fucking stop it it'd be like take this lawyers. Down. we would just have to infer they're his lawyers they wouldn't even say spike lee's name on it. Spike. <laughs> or who knows maybe he'll be that mad like yeah like, no i'm sending he it. does get real mad i've seen him get pretty heated so uh pretty hot yeah it gets real mad sometimes but anyway, we're not right. talking about Spike Lee movie no, today. not today. Uh, so today, if you were tuning in last week, uh, this is only episode two of our season seven. And, super size season. And yeah, yeah, super size season. And dude, you know, I feel I feel real good about this season because I really dug this movie. Yeah, like, me too. I, well, I say really dug is an understatement. Like, I, I loved this movie. I really, yeah. really enjoyed it. Uh, so today we were talking about Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Uh, it was 2012. 11. 2011 um spy thriller and dude this movie is so good uh as i told you i had to look up to see if it was like a biopic yeah. because i thought it was real well that's what i mean lake Carre is you know he was in mi or whatever he was in my in my six i guess yeah i don't I, okay so movies make me think mi6 is i always forget which one's not real right there's like an mi5 mi6 maybe mi7 is not real i don't know one of them's made up but the one i think in james bond is made is up. made up right i yeah. don't remember which one that is but anyway um but yeah so he was like he worked at mi6 and i think last week i said cia stuff which is i mean i mean cia stuff would be american but uh i mean but you know secret it's intelligence of, yes. right right, right. Yeah, like espionage secret intelligence yeah so that's uh, john le Carre was in that world mm. um and so when he writes these novels he comes at it from this really specific perspective oh yeah of living it right and um <laughs> and he doesn't he doesn't hold back like he's just like this is what it is right and it's it's almost like he he is writing it's almost like historical fiction like yeah, yeah, yeah. this is exactly the, the names and faces are different but this is yeah exactly yeah. i what mean would it's happen. cold war espionage right yeah. i mean it's like yeah yeah and you know i just want to point out like for anyone out there who really loves spy movies, 
this is probably the most grounded spy movie yeah. out there. You know, yeah. like, you know, we talked about it last season. No Time to Die was awesome. Yeah. Great spy flick. But, you know, James Bond, especially the Daniel Craig James Bond spy movies are a little bit more action than espionage yes absolutely like in this one there were a few times when someone pulls out a gun and i almost went they have guns they have guns i almost forgot you know because it's almost like rarely ever happens right and you know it's like espionage doesn't live with violence it lives Mm. in um gathering intelligence and uh it's like a giant it, 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 it truly is a giant mystery. It's a game of chess. To be, yeah. yeah. Which is uh, a little on the nose for the movie, but I still loved it of the yeah. chess the pieces. The chess pieces, yeah. Yeah, I still love that. Yeah. Uh, and man, what a what a packed cast. Absolutely. You know, pretty much any famous British actor yeah. was in this movie. Yeah. Uh, you got, you got our, our main, uh, main character, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. You got Colin Firth. You got Toby Jones. You've got Benedict Cumberbatch, Tom Hardy, John Hurt. Uh, shit, um, the guy who plays the Undersecretary. I know I've seen him and stuff. Like, yeah. so many people, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Mark so, Strong. Mark Strong. God, I always. Okay, I love Mark Strong, but yeah. sometimes Mark I Strong always forgets so he's in movies. No, yeah. like, and I, I love him. So much. I think he's great, especially and in... his role is very substantial in this. Oh, yeah. His, yeah. Uh, the character of Jim is sort of... He's like the linchpin to everything. I, yeah, I agree. Because that's really what kicks off the whole, there's a mole in, mm-hmm. in MI6. So... In the circus. So, Jeremy, uh, I think that is a good place to start. Yeah. So, Jim is played by Mark Strong. And he is a given a under-the-table assignment by the head control. head of uh, the circus, a.k.a. MI6 Control, John Hurt, to there's a mole, and we need to find it. Yeah. And that's what this whole movie really is, is them trying to find the mole and also internal politics. Yeah. Fighting, you know, fighting your fellow man. Because someone's not telling the truth. Yeah. And who do you trust? And it, it was, you know, and it, it's, it's, again, it's, it's so real and so kind of close to home of, you know, I think that's what makes it so good is you really don't know who to trust, you know? And I know we've done movies on who do you trust, but this mm-hmm. is real, like, okay, who do these characters know? This they is can to trust? where even, you know, in, in Control's original investigation, uh, where we get the codenames Tinker, Taylor, Taylor Soldier, Soldier. Um, and Poor Man and Beggar Man, mm-hmm. um, where even someone Control considers an ally, which would be George Smiley, mm-hmm. is, is a suspect. Is he a suspect. is like, yep. he might be the mole. I don't know. And so that's, I think that's what this movie does really well is, I think in a lesser movie, um, control wouldn't be interested in George Smiley. Yeah. I think he wouldn't have even considered it. I, you know, and it's the fact that again, this is so grounded in reality that, you know, you have to assume everyone, anyone and everyone. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and the movie does a really good job of showing us these patterns and showing us these, these characters where it 
it could be anyone. Yeah. Even there's a little moment where I was like, oh shit, is it George? Is it George Miley? Oh shit. Like he's the one who is picking this up. Like, is it really him? But you know. Now see, I, I had a little insight in that. I knew it wasn't George Smiley. Because isn't he the main character of a lot of... In a, in a lot Le, of... Like, Ray. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so, okay. So, Jim is sent to... We're really going to go through the whole thing? No. Okay. I just want I just want to start with that. Is okay. that Jim is sent to... Uh, Hungary? Budapest. Budapest. To pretty much get... Someone knows who the mole is. That's all Jim's got to do. And it's a setup. And this is what kind of propels everything in motion. Yeah. And, you know, this is what eventually is able for Toby Jones' character, Tinker, to force control and George out and take control. So that's our first suspect right there. Because, like, if we're all on the same team here, why would he go and try to get you out, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's where we kind of, you know, pick up with George is he, this is the only life he's ever known. And now he's retired, as he keeps saying. Yeah, it's like semi-retired, right? Yeah. I, I like the the montage in the very beginning because it, it's taking the span of a while. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. really say how long. I think it's about a year, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's been a year. Well, it's been a year from the botched Budapest mission right, right, right. to... Control and George being forced out. Yeah. Um, and so, again, I really like that we're getting in, you know, it, it's subtle, I guess, in a way. It, or it's not so apparent. Mm-hmm. These these events, right? Um, having Gary Oldman wear really specific turtle shell glasses mm-hmm. is smart. Because in the flashbacks, he's wearing those, right? Um, and George Smiley, his character is synonymous with the glasses he wears i don't know if you knew that um and so when gary ullman walks out of the optometrist and he's wearing those black glasses he's like that's george smiley right now we're now we're into it right um but it helps in the flashbacks not only is control alive in the flashbacks duh right but he's wearing the turtle shell the tortoise shell glasses and you go flashback you know because it didn't done tight right Mm -hmm. um which i really like i like that you know if I need to understand, I need to be paying attention. Right. Because right. if I'm not paying attention, the story's not for me anyway. Right. right. Um, and so I really like that. I really like, uh, again, the showing John Hurt in the hospital is mm-hmm. dead, I guess. Yeah. Um, okay. So control is dead. Uh, Smiley's got new specs. <laughs> and MI6 is preparing to move forward with this new leadership, right? Yeah. By the way, I love their, where they meet. They're all like, yeah, they're other enclosed. Soundproof. Office space, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the, the cinematography of the background, uh, or the, the walls in there mm. is this sort of like brownish, orangish, you know, foam, well, I guess. And it's also in all of their individual offices too. Yeah. Yeah, which is so cool. Yeah, um, I really like that. Anyway, I, I really dug the... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's a great kind of introduction into what we're about to be thrust mm-hmm. into, which is um, the introduction, sort of, of Tom Hardy's character, Ricky Tarr, confirming Control's suspicions of there is a mole yeah. in the circus. 
And so George, much like uh, Michael Corleone, he's thrust back into it. Yeah. And he's asked to investigate, pick up controls, investigation, and and find them all. Yeah. And the only people he trusts is a boy, Doctor Strange, <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Paul Gillum, yeah. Gwillem, my bad. And the only person that we never get his full name is just Mendel. Yeah. Uh, shout out to our Harry Potter fans. He's uh, Barty Crouch Senior. Oh, look at that. Yeah, I was like, I know that guy. Yeah, I know that guy. And all I can think of was that I apologize, everyone. Uh, my your stupid dog is my my yelling. dog probably saw someone else, and heaven forbid that someone else be outside. Other people exist, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I saw him, all I could think of was that scene in uh, Goblet of Fire of Igor Kakarov going Barty Crouch Junior. Anyway. I just talked to my mom about Goblet of Fire today. Dude, I, dude, Goblet of Fire. Sidebar. Sidebar. Okay, look. So, okay. Alfonso Caron had set up so much with Prisoner of Azkaban, right? And then they get, in learning this from the Harry Potter special on HBO Max, uh, they got this director who, I don't know, man. Goblet of Fire has a lot of good moments. Zach, I am so sorry. I'm apologizing to Zach, who's listening to this going, get back to, get back to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay you know yeah conversation for another day okay yeah, we'll talk about it later all right so these these the, <laughs> these are the guys who are going to find them all yeah uh, our main players yeah a a retired special agent right i'm assuming george was a special agent something like that um a current employee of the circus paul or peter say i fucked his name up yeah and mendel who also is retired these are the guys that are going to find them all yeah. And, um, and you know, even with George saying, I'll take Peter. I can trust Peter. Yeah. Um, I apologize if everyone sees me leaning out of frame. Uh, our recording is being, our recording audio, uh, software is being really weird. Mm. Um, but, uh, but it's like, why, why Peter, you know? And it's because George knows Peter would really, have no reason to be the mole mm -hmm. mainly because I think because Peter's so low on the rung of yeah and then of course his is um, implied homosexuality true may, which is not in the book I was telling you that earlier I was telling you that earlier that uh, that they added him being a possible homosexual or closeted homosexual um, to give us a more sense of his willingness to be on the right side of things, because if that got out, I mean, his life is ruined, right? Yeah, yeah, because um, this is 73. Three. Yeah, which I love. I love such a good way to do it. We see it on mm -hmm. Control's uh, uh, resignation papers yeah. that he's forced to sign, 1973. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> and then you know, Mendel, of course, wouldn't be the mole because he's been retired before this information was even started so why would he be them all and we see through flashbacks and interviews with people um how the story how the grand scheme of things is all coming together mm -hmm. which uh which i love in in you know and it, like i really liked how they did it how they how they 
jump back and forth. Yeah, yeah. You know, nonlinear. Especially sure, with, you know, some events of people saying the same event. You know, like, yeah. like the Christmas party. Dude, I love the Christmas party. First off, Jean Le Carré uh-huh. at the Christmas party. Really? Yeah, he is wearing a gray tweed suit, I think, and a red tie. You'll see him. Um, yeah, it's in the second one. Uh, we're, yeah. We're over an hour in at this point. Like and when, uh, like when someone comes out dressed as Stalin. Yes, he's in that. He's in that part. Yeah. Okay. Which, dude, I laugh my ass off. Well, and uh, it gives you a, again, Colin Farrell. For, sorry, Colin Firth. <laughs> no offense. Uh, Colin Firth is doing some amazing acting. So what he, oh, yeah. what he did was he, he did some reading on, and some research on people on double agents and Mm -hmm. whatever and you know keeping secrets and the psychology and the 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 physical aspects of it and so he is he's showing signs of of having secrets and and Mm -hmm. not playing his whole deck and and especially in that stalin um sequence when uh, at the christmas party you can see that he is not acting as everyone else is, right? Yeah. Of course, now we're getting into the the later parts of the movie where we're like, I'm pretty sure it's him. But, um, and especially when the affair is. Yeah. And he did that just to destroy uh, Smiley's relationship with his wife. Well, that was it. We kinda, you kind of said it. Spoiler. Oh, so spoiler. Colin Firth was the mole. Colin Firth is the mole. Um, uh, Taylor. Yeah. His code name uh, is the mole. Um, but yeah, dude, oof, that dude, that because like I, I thought you know because we, you know, we hear when he when Smiley's visiting Sack Connie, that you know she's like Anne's gone again, isn't she? You know she doesn't deserve you. Yeah. You know, so I'm I all I could think of is like okay maybe his wife just like leaves randomly and like comes back, but then we get that flashback. Yeah. He's like, oh no, she is. Uh, Bit of a slut, huh? She's a little, she's a little sloot. Yeah, she is. And uh, and I love the shot of of Colin Firth trying to, you know, it, it's this way of one being the double agent, being the mole. He's not trying to hide it, but simultaneously trying to hide it of him trying to get his shoes back yes. on, like sitting there, like maintaining his pose, but he's trying to get his shoes on back yeah. on. Uh, Which of course is, it it's him. It's. It's a whole, like, I know that you know that I know that you know, right? That I'm totally sleeping with your wife. Right. But, you know, maintaining the, I'm going to still try to be sneaky about it. So he thinks that this is the only thing I'm trying to conceal, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this is my secret. This is what's going on. Mm-hmm. Not anything else, right? Uh, which I like. I, I like that bit of um, visual. Yeah. Well, and it's a great, it's a great shot to key us when the reveal of him being the mole is because we see his shoes first. Yeah. Which I love that, you know, Benedict's coming up the stairs and he turns that corner and all we see is his shoes. And yeah. as soon as I saw him, I was like, it's like, no shit. Oh, shit. Like he's the mole. By the way, in a film with very little action mm-hmm. set pieces, um, when it gets to this part of the movie, I am leaning forward in my chair. Yeah, I, I am staring at the screen. I'm leaning forward. I go, who is it? Right. Yeah. Because not only is this movie a great spy thriller, but it's a mystery. Right. Yeah. And that's half the fun. It's a whodunit. Yeah. Um, in this very, you know, uh, 
I guess, I don't know how to say it in, in, a, in a very smart way, right? It's, yeah. it's, which is not a very smart way to say it. Uh, it it's very analytical, I guess, is what I meant to say. It's a, yeah, that's good. Yeah. It, it's not a, a straightforward, like, who doesn't like knives out, which is also very good. Yeah. By the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, but this is, this is a little more intense and a little more, uh, it goes a little deeper than that. Especially because, you know, the, you know, this is, um, you know, later in the movie when uh, Peter Benedict Cumberbatch has to steal documents, <laughs> dude, you're like, oh shit, you got to get out of there, bro. <laughs> you got to get out of there. Uh, and then you know his his anger towards Ricky about how because he's convinced that Ricky has turned. Mm. You know, like I spied on my own because of you. You know, these men are taking it. I mean, it is very serious. This is yeah, yeah. you know, national secrets, right? But these men are like, you know. This is affecting also their pride because they don't know what, who to trust and what to believe. Right. Because at that point, he is convinced that it's all bullshit. There's no mole. He's doing all this for nothing. Right. Uh, and of course, when he sees <laughs> Ricky, he goes, where the fuck have you been? You know? Yeah. Um, and beats the shit out of him. Yeah. Dude, which I bet is the only time uh, Benedict Cumberbatch would able, be able to uh, beat the shit out of Tom Hardy. That's absolutely true. Uh, <laughs> I mean, look, Benny, we love you, buddy, but uh, Tom is like yeah. three times your mass. Yeah. I mean, he's still shorter than you, but still. Yeah. Right? But yeah. I mean, have you not seen Warrior? Have you not seen Warrior? You guys see Warrior. Have you not seen The Dark Knight Rises? Yeah. Dear exactly. God. Uh, but anyway, so, so I also want to mention, so Jeremy, would you like to tell the audience why Colin Firth targeted... George Smiley's wife and why that was so strategic to keeping George in the dark about him being the mole. Dude, it's genius. It's, yeah. Um, and of course it all has to do with that lighter, mm -hmm. right? By giving up his lighter that, um, that says, I think it was like to George, uh, uh, to George from Anne, lots of love, lots of, or something like that. Right? Uh, or, yeah something, yeah, something to that effect. A nice, a nice wife giving her husband a nice. And man. I, I forget who he gives it to at first because Carla ends up with it. Well, he, I think he hands it to Carla because he's a chain smoker. Oh, and he had given him a pack of cigarettes, uh -huh. and he, he pulled his lighter out, right, so he could smoke them. Because then he says, ah, the but, cigarettes were untouched. He stole my lighter, and the fact that. Um, they inferred uh, by him giving up the lighter, right? Which it was stolen, but that's fine. Uh, it means less to him uh -huh. than what it seems to be, which means there's problems in their marriage. You mess up his marriage even more, you know, you'll distract him. Well, right? and, you know, and, and Gary Old and Smiley talks about that with, with Peter about how he's trying to convince Carla to defect. By the way, Carla is the um, code name for a Soviet super spy. Yes. Like he is like, he is the spy of all spies in yeah. Soviet uh, counterintelligence. His, his secrets have secrets. That's right. His um, secrets have secrets on top of their secrets. That's why his hair is so big. It's full of secrets. That's from Mean Girls. All right. Um, <laughs> oh my God. But, you know, I and I love the way that they shoot Carla. Um, we never see we his face. We never see his face. And I love that because... It's like, we're not getting a sequel to this, guys. It's not like it's going to be a reveal later, right? Like, oh, no, it was Jeremy Irons the whole time. 
that would be so cool. But it wouldn't have been. Yes, that would have been really cool. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I love that we don't see Carla, right? Yeah. I, I feel like. I feel like I feel like if we saw Carla, that would take the intrigue about who this man is. Yeah, away. It, it sort of it it takes away the legend, mm-hmm. right? That this dude has evaded them for so long, and Gary Oldman uh, Smiley had the opportunity to turn him, but as he says in his, this amazing monologue about how he really was trying to convince Carla to defect. He showed his hand by saying, you know, think of your wife. Mm. And that keyed in to Carla like, that's your weak spot. Yeah. And so uh, with his mole of Colin Firth, he pretty much said, seduce his wife. Yeah. That'll keep him off you. By the way, if she's able to be seduced, she ain't for you. Yeah. Well, and if she was that easily seduced that she was seduced. It seemed pretty easy. At the Christmas party in front of everyone yeah it seems so easy uh, she i don't think i think call all we call didn't see him, her face either did we no we never saw ann's face cool um uh but you know that probably means all colin firth said to her is hey hey she goes let's go <laughs> let's go. outside right yeah, now i know it's it's she's gross um <laughs> 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 she's gross she's gross she's gross i i i love it because i've i've seen like on YouTube and stuff, um, spies will break down. It's like Vanity Fair or some shit. They'll uh-huh. they'll watch, like GQ's whole like psychologist breaks down. Yeah, exactly. This like they'll yeah. like they'll watch like spy movies and spy shows, and they'll tell you what they got wrong and what they got right. Right. Uh-huh. And it's not so much. I don't know if anyone's seen The Americans. Have you seen The Americans? I have wanted to. There's a lot. It's got of, Carrie Russell in it. Yes. And her uh, real life husband, uh, who is Perry Mason, the new Perry Mason. I don't remember his name, but he oh, was. Uh, he was in. Uh, it's a beautiful yes, day. Yes, that's right. In the yeah, that's right. Uh, anyway, there's a lot of like makeup and wigs and fake noses, and uh-huh. that shit doesn't happen, right? Because that that's conspicuous. You want to be inconspicuous, right? You yeah. you don't want to you know you, you don't want to look like you're trying to blend in. No, no, you're not. Listen, you're not going to be more than one person at a time. Right. Yeah. Your job at the time is being this person if you are undercover. Right. Right. And so um, and he was a Soviet spy, too. And so uh, that's why he was breaking down the Americans. He goes, all right. So, yes, that is true. We lived in America. I, you know, I had a wife, I had kids or whatever. Like that all that shit's all true. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Like living this American lifestyle uh, while just gathering intelligence for the Soviets. Um, <laughs> I know. Goddamn. <laughs> that shit's real. Uh, but of course the wigs and stuff isn't real, but what this does is it's showing you this, the side of espionage you don't really get to see, which is sort of like, it's not so much, you know, ruin his relationship. It's like, you know, you need to seduce his wife. You need to have an affair with his wife. And like a superior told him to do that. Right. And that seems so odd, but it's, it's more real than putting on a wig, right? And like, you mm-hmm. know, pretending to be someone else while you're already, whatever. But, right, or like had, had Colin Firth like, you know, dressed up and been like, oh. Exactly, yeah. or something, right? It, yeah, yeah. It, it just seems like, you know, it's almost unbelievable, right? But the fact is, is that was espionage during the Cold War. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, what was the author's name again? Jean Le Corre. Le Corre. So I was watching some of the special features on the 
Blu-ray you gave me, and he talks about how he put a a lot of himself into George Smiley, mm-hmm. like his lack of self-respect. Because you know George, even though he knows for a fact Anne's cheating on him, he stays with her. He does, and especially in in, in our, in our uh, the montage at the end of the movie, he is so happy that she's home. that she's home. I know. I was like, I, I was very upset with with Smiley because like, bro. I was like, bro, kick her to the curb, man. Kick her ass to the curb. Make her go live with Mark Strong in his little van. She needs you, bro. You don't need her. Get her ass out of there. And you know what I mean? Because it's like. But and see, but that's you know, and that's what's so wild is you know this is that's how George Smiley is. Is he, mm-hmm. you know, he's this amazing spy but Gary Oldman said it really well is that he's an amazing spy but he's not a good man Mm. because he he has this lack of self-respect yeah that you know he knows his wife's cheating on him like she disappears for weeks on end and he just he stays with her my favorite thing that Gary Oldman did for this movie was give himself a little tummy uh, he he said that he would like eat certain things to give himself a little like uh, middle aged tummy is what he said. Oh okay. And it's so funny because you don't see it in the movie. Yeah, you know, he's he always that, in these nice suits. He did that for him, right? <laughs> for him to get in the mindset of George Smiley, he gave. Yeah. You know it, that's just funny when you know uh, when actors do stuff like that. Yeah. And it's not for the audience, right? Well, you know, it's like uh, I know you don't. I know you didn't like this movie, but you know, Eternals with Kamal. My man got so jacked yeah, for that. Shredded. And you don't see him without a shirt on at all. He has a shirt on the entire movie. You Which see is so funny. You see his you see his uh his his biceps. Hell yeah. When he's doing the Bollywood scene. Yeah, That's it. You don't you don't see that you don't see that, you know, eighty pack that he got. Yeah. Uh I wonder how upset he was when he like saw the movie and he was like, What? Like, I filmed all this stuff without my shirt on. They, they cut all my shirtless scenes. <laughs> <laughs> and all my bottomless scenes. I mean, yeah, this is Marvel's first sex movie. That's right. Uh, I mean... <laughs> oh, my God. So, anyway. Okay. But, yes, no, I agree. That it's just funny that actors do things like this. Now, the, the fun fact... Okay, yes, tell me this fun fact. So, the fun fact, uh, Gary Oldman had to relearn his British accent. Uh, he had lost it from being in... Jim Gordon? In America. So, yeah. He had, well, not just from being Jim Gordon, but from being in America so long and in all these different roles that didn't require a British accent, he lost it. Oh, shit. And so he had to relearn his own accent, um, (laughs) is what he says. Listen, I don't know if all of that is true. I don't know if someone can lose their accent uh, being being a full-fledged adult um, while doing other accents for so long i don't know maybe well i mean uh i mean this is kind of not necessarily a tangent but it it works you know one of the youtube channels i like you know game grumps they have one of their friends ross is from australia and he's lived in america since i think he was like like 15 16 Mm -hmm. and he does not have an accent anymore there are times when certain words he says, mm-hmm. you'll hear it. You'll be like, oh, that's a little weird. Like, why would he pronounce it like that? Mm-hmm. But it's it's sort of like he has kind of a, I guess, a standard American accent now. I see. And he even, there's a there's one video they did where he's like, yeah, I, like you would never tell that I was once Australian. Yeah. 
Because, that's wild. Yeah. But I mean, he was younger then. You know what I mean? True, 14, true. 15. It, it seems like he would be too old to lose it, but At I the guess same, not. Yeah. I don't know, but I think that's a crazy story. You know what I mean? And I, I can see it because well, if he is one of these people like Christian Bale who, who commits, who keeps the accent yeah. the whole time, even off camera, right? Yeah, you you hearing yourself for so long, you eventually like, yeah, this is what I sound like. Right. And then when you're like, well, hey, well, you know, now come home. We're going to film this movie in London, in Britain. Yeah. Do you think you could do it? And then you're like, oh, wait. Like, oh, shit, I don't think so. <laughs> this isn't how I actually sound. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, but then I feel like that just proved, I mean, I couldn't tell. And he gave himself a tummy? Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Um, Dude's out of his mind. Okay. So, so Jeremy, do yeah. you do you want to to tell the audience about how we were going to have an argument? Yeah, we are having an argument. We're having an argument right now because <laughs> because I, of course, um, stated last week that this one was going to be a little harder. You know what I mean? It yeah. is a complex movie that can be hard to follow at times. And I would agree. And I would agree with myself, which is what I'm doing. <laughs> That that is still true, and that I I have a picture of it up right here. Uh, those those of you send send me the picture and future okay. rank and pop it I up on the screen. I already sent it to you. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um. So I can pop it up on the yeah, screen. Yeah. Okay. So I, I I sent I sent him this. Um. The Alec Guinness, uh, miniseries came with this glossary of terms and people, and uh, how they relate to the story, and you know their code names and who they are and blah, all that stuff. And what certain words mean. There are some that are super obvious, but you know, you never know. Yeah. Um, jargon. And I would refer to it every once in a while. They would mention something. I go, who is that? Okay, cool. I got it. And it, and it helped a whole bunch. Now tell them what you told me. It wasn't that hard. See, now listen, again, I'm not saying it's impossible to grasp. I'm saying that there are so many names and so many people that, the way that this movie particularly, but of course, Le Carre himself, uh, doesn't want to spend time having characters introduce themselves to each other. They already know each other. So why you would mean, they do that? Like right? in your favorite movie, Old? Oh. Hi, I'm Peter Gwillem. I'm on the second floor. <laughs> yeah. Right. It, it's because that's unrealistic. And yeah. not only is it unrealistic, in that case, it's just annoying, barrackly stupid. I can't even imagine. <laughs> Um, it's, you know, in, in this world and in this, this type of film and this type of story, it's, it's like, I'm, I'm throwing you in the deep end and you're just gonna have to catch up. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, especially with the jargon. So, I mean, I, I, I got that. Okay. The circus is referring to MI6 is referring to like the top tier yeah. espionage section of MI6. Okay. I got that. And then they're talking about, you know, treasure. What is treasure? Treasure is intelligence. Yeah. Right. Um, and then chicken feed is bad intelligence. This mm -hmm. is intel that's not true, right? And glitter is those buzzwords that right. make it sound genuine, right? That uh, that makes it sound real, and it still is not as chicken feed. It is not yeah real intelligence. And of course, gold being it's genuine. It is genuine. Um, and. And you were just, you were so snobby about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, okay, look. But you're like, it was super easy. Look. And I go, okay. Okay. Look, go, go, go. For the first 30 minutes, there was a, a, a little bit where I was just like, yeah. okay, what? But then after that, I was good. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying I was struggling the whole time. <laughs> like, uh, 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 God. Uh, no, but like, 
it was easy. <laughs> mm. Especially when they got to the nick uh, the the code names, because their faces are taped on chess piece. Now this is where you and I are different, I suppose, Uh, because yes, he says it, and you see their names attached to it. I got it. The next scene, you tell me, okay, which one was Taylor? Real fast, I go, oh shit, it's Colin Firth. Yeah, okay, but (laughs) but I might have said. It might have been Toby Jones. I need to check one more time, right? Because Tinker and Taylor to me are the same in my head, and I don't know. Like it's, it's the reason they didn't do Sailor, you know, because it's too close to Taylor, and you know, it doesn't matter. What matters to me is that people understand, and I, I know for a fact that I am in the majority. That it can be complex at times, and it can be. Look, a tiny bit confused. Look, I'm not. I wasn't trying to make you feel bad. I'm just saying I got it. I am in the majority. You are in the minority, or you're lying, which I'm is not probably, lying. Which is probably more likely. Okay, I, I swear. Look, okay, look. When you said that last week and told me ahead of time, I was like, okay, shit. I'm really gonna have to pay attention. I was worried I was gonna have to make a map, and like, no. I looked away from my phone once because again. I thought this was based on a true yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes, for a little, for a second, I was like, wait, what did I just miss? Yeah. But then I ca- caught back up again, and we were good. Yeah, yeah. Now, the only, I, oh, look, the only part that really confused me the most, okay? Oh, this is a fun game. Was I'll try to think when we thought. meet, when we catch up with Jim, uh-huh. but it's actually the present, and they hadn't told us that Jim actually survived the gunshot. Yes. Then that's when I was like, okay. wait, 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 so wait, is, wait, 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 is this a flashback? Like, what is this? Now, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Okay. If you had the, if you read the glossary. Well, it didn't come with it. Read the glossary. It told you. And I was like, thank God. What? <laughs> it didn't fucking, you, I know. The one you gave me didn't have it. I know. Thank God, though. Thank God I read it beforehand. Because I did read it before I started the movie. And then I would just, every once in a while, go. Yeah. <laughs> I would just look at it. You know. Carla got it. <laughs> Once I, how I really figured it out was when we catch back up with him again, um, and Gary Oldman's there. Right. Of course, by that point, you know, I already started to kind of understand like what they were doing, the interviews they were conducting. But then when Gary Oldman shows up, I'm like, oh, he's alive. Oh, he's been alive the whole. And time. He's been alive the whole time. Yeah. Now, what I loved, okay. Again, because it also the, throws you off because the little boy that he's kind of forming a relationship with is also Bill. So uh-oh. I'm like, that's why I was like, okay, is this a flashback? How old is Mark Strong? Right. Supposed Strong's to be. character Jesus. compared to Colin Firth's character. Yeah. Um, no, but that's a good point. Um, okay. So what I loved and for the same reason why, first off, I was very intimidated by the miniseries having a glossary. I go. We need a glossary. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that freaked me out, which is why I had it next to me. And it really did help. For it being a completely different production, uh-huh. uh, everything is still the same. And so it was very helpful. Anyway, um, it was actually amazing how close it was. There was nothing... They didn't deviate at all, which is so cool, right? Well, didn't uh, like Hooray, like... Produce it, yeah. Uh, and weren't they, like... Kind of talking with him. I mean, like, yeah, hey. yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, but still, from going from a, a seven-hour miniseries 
to uh, to a two hour movie. I wasn't expecting it to be as short. I mean, yeah, the, I know, yeah right? two two hour and ten minutes yeah, is right, right. short, short. But I was like, oh, I was expecting this to be a two and a half at least. Like, yeah, almost at yeah, least yeah. almost three hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, but yeah, that's wild, dude. I know. So I was able to use this from a seven hour miniseries, put it next to me, and it all made sense. Which is amazing. I mean, it's a testament to the writing and to the production and to the direction. Absolutely, my dude. Um, but anyway, what I loved is what I was so intimidated about, which is, of course, I'm a notorious anti-spoon feeder, right? I don't yeah. like that. Uh, which I love. So this is perfect for me. Yeah. Yes, I have to do a little extra work. Yeah. Which means I have to pay attention. But I I loved that the, the woman, her name was Irene, right? It's right here. Uh, Irina. Irina? Is that your final answer? It That's correct. So, Irina... God! Irina... Because uh, it wasn't hard. Jesus Christ, I hate you so much. Uh, who is with... Um, uh, who is... Boris. Right. Well, hold on. So, yes, he, she's with Boris. But and, she's, and she's then, a spy. Well, yes. And she's... <laughs> Just like putting words in your mouth, and then she's having an affair um, with Tom Hardy. With Tom Hardy's character, and um, what I loved is when they bring her back uh, in the story um, with Mark Strong. Yeah, right. And they're not telling you this is Irina, right? You're kind of like she looks familiar. That's Irina, right? Yeah. And it's so quick because yes, she's in a bulk of that story with tom hardy yeah, right? that, that flashback right yeah. but I, you don't see her often i didn't think i mean she's in it bits and pieces but she's not in every scene of yeah that. and so you kind of forget what she looks like at least i did and yeah. so when they threw her in front of him uh just to see if he was the one right number one mm-hmm. um who knew her uh from mi6 uh and they shoot her and he doesn't give a shit basically or he gives a shit because he someone reacts died. because yeah, someone, someone just, shot him yeah yeah because someone died in front of him but, but she goes, i have no idea who that was right uh i love that i love that she played in to the story once more once more and to the fact that tar now thinks she might be still alive and we know as an audience She's not. And Smiley knows and that. And Smiley knows she's not. Because, and because, you know, I remember it's, and it's so great, you know, because he's like, I just want her safe and then I'm out. Yeah. And Smiley, you know, has this little bit of hesitation. It's like, oh, shit, he knows. And yeah. he goes, I'm going to do the best I can. And you're yeah. like, or utmost. He's British. I'm going to do my utmost. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit. Shit. Because I think it's, it, he made a, a reason that lying to him right now, we need him to complete this plan. Right. He needs to finish this. When he needs to finish the right. job. If he thinks that we're going to help her, he'll do it. There's a, I mean, there are, and again, like this is of course afterward. I don't think Mark Strong was there. Um, During the final plan? Yeah. No, no he, he wasn't there, right? Okay. No, he was, he was just the final piece of the puzzle. Because I honestly... I don't even think he would have made that connection, Mark Strong. Uh, his character, sorry, I forgot his name. I'm sure you know it, you asshole. But uh, Wait, Mark Mark Strong's yeah. character, Jim. It, it's something French. It's Jim. Oh yeah, that's right. It's Jim a, something with a P, then ends with an X. Like Perry Perry Perdo. Perdo, yeah. Perdo. Jim. Um, like I wouldn't even know if he knew that that Ricky 
knew this woman yeah right or if that's the woman he's even talking about right right it he just, it's not like he's like well they shot some random woman in front of me during this the interrogation woman i don't know who like he's was. not gonna know to say that right yeah um i think smiley kind of used his deductive reasoning mm-hmm. he was like that was his girl yeah um th- let's talk about the interrogation a little bit yeah of his torture or interrogation that was wild dude. the the inconsistent sounds in the headphones. Yeah. That's enough for me. You wouldn't have even had to do anything else to me. You know, throw that on me for a couple hours. I'm talking. Okay. Like, all right, look, this is, this is my boss. Yeah. This is that. This is that. Please take these. Headphones Please stop. Off. I, I can't handle and, it. And, and it's even more fucked up is it's uh, children crying. And it, and it's so inconsistent and so loud that you can't sleep. Right. Yeah. Basically. It's, I mean, I'm sure your brain could like pass out. Or whatever, Probably. like maybe, yeah. um, but I, I like that they didn't go into too much detail of like what they did to him, right? Yeah, we just do. We knew that eventually he broke and he he gave up his contacts, which he asks about, like, you know, did they make it? And Smiley goes, "Nope, none of them did." Yeah, and uh, yeah, and you know, and it, and I think that is very realistic. You know, we we've seen a lot of these spy movies, or even like you know, like soldier movies where the character, you know, withstands the torture and right. Yeah. They're fucked up afterwards, but they didn't break. But truthfully, you know, we're all human. Like eventually there's only so much you can take before you finally like, okay, I'll do whatever I need to, to make this stop. You know, um, what this, uh, this movie reminded me of, um, it, you know, and we've, we've discussed the, the, the lack of, action and 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 death and explosions and shoot 'em ups mm-hmm. um it reminds me a lot of why people like myself really liked house of cards oh yeah because house of cards isn't necessarily action-packed i don't know if you've seen house of cards i've wanted to um, uh but then i've heard like it kind of trails off a bit listen i've seen the first three seasons so after that's, that's as far as i got but after I, robin wright kind of becomes the main character yeah her character's not great anyway but, you know, it's the fact that these these important plot points are happening in being determined by conversation, mm-hmm. right? Um, and making deals, right? Yeah. That's basically, I mean, which is what politics is, right? Yeah. And I, for some reason, there's something about listening to people talk in fancy clothes <laughs> and, and the stakes being pretty high. Yeah. Um, and things can change by just this, these scenes of conversation, mm-hmm. right? It's fascinating to me. I love it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, man, you know, and it's, cause it's not like, uh, you know, we were kind of talking about off mic a little bit. It's something that I really loved about, uh, midnight mass, uh, shout out to Mike Flanagan. Yep. You know, that was something that I loved about midnight mass. He traded in the jump scares these long conversations and i and i love that and i love that with this movie too is that you know like yeah you could see our characters are connecting the dots and they're trying to make you know like with benedict cumberbatch you know they're trying to fit a round peg in a square hole like maybe that'll you know maybe this will fit all my theories but majority yeah it's just all conversation and Mm -hmm. Like, well, this is what he said to me, you know, and it's, yeah. it's so great. Yeah. And, uh, 
So, so Jeremy. Yes. Do you want to talk about the end of the movie? I do. Because the end of the movie is at least what happens between Mark Strong and Colin Firth, to me, felt a little ambiguous and a little un, just a smidge unexplained. Okay. But so anyway, so as we said, uh, it's revealed that Colin Firth is the mole. Yeah. And he only did it because he wanted to be on the right side or he gave some vague pussyfoot yeah, answer. It, it was, you know, the, the West isn't becoming what is or something like that. It, yeah. He was talking about the deterioration of culture in the West is really what in his eyes, what was happening. And so that's when he defected to the East to the mm-hmm. Soviets. Yep. Um, and became a double agent. Now, I, I do want to briefly talk about his gentleman's prison that he was in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, where the fuck is he? Yeah, uh, because he is a a gentleman bandit, as it were, and therefore he gets to keep wearing nice clothes while being just in a shack. In a, yeah, in like a house that's just surrounded by barbed wire. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's how you know he's been captured and put in prison, but he's still... But but they said they were shipping him off. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a holding period, but... Yeah. And so so then it's revealed that that all the other... Men uh, at the top of the circus, uh, tinker, soldier, poor man, they were also feeding intelligence. They weren't the they weren't the mole, but they were seeing it as for the greater good. If we just leak a little bit of this, yeah. we'll get more back. Well, they all get fired. Of course. Smiley gets reinstated. And not just reinstated, he is the chief now. Yeah. He is where control was in the beginning. Yes. Uh and then we we kind of catch up with Mark Strong uh, because having the revelation that he kind of knew as Smiley and, and Bill talk about, he kind of knew from the get-go that it was, that the mole was Bill. And he sets up a little, little sniper's nest and he snipes him. He snipes George in his, in his as, as I love the term you use, his gentleman's prison. His gentleman's prison. And that's it. Yeah. What You know, okay. So, again, this is all to a French version of Beyond the Sea, which I liked. Yeah. Um, and which everyone course, will enjoy at the end of the audio episode. We're, you know, and we're getting, you know, these moments in time. So, we're, not only is it, you know, here's what, here's a montage of moments that happened after he is caught. After right. he is put in this holding cell and whatever. We right. get those. But we also get moments um, of flashback where there are moments where people may have realized. Mark Strong being one of those. That Bill was the mole. Yeah. And it's... They exchange this look at the Christmas party mm-hmm. where Mark Strong saw... Um, I, I believe saw him have that moment with miss smiley um well or i think he was about to because he was holding he was holding two drinks right and that's when he's realized something something's up because they are implied to be together right yeah uh to be lovers and so when when mark strong snipes him it's where a tear falls uh normally um Mm -hmm. and it's a tear of blood and of course mark strong is crying as well Um, so so, like I said, it, to me that felt a little unexplained. Is it was it because 
he was trying to spare him from going to prison or was it just because he's a traitor? My job was to take the traitor out. I'm finishing the job. Could be a little of both. Okay. I, I, I like the idea of of him finishing the job. I like that. I, yeah. I like that he's just like so uh, institutionalized with MI6 that he goes, hey man, they told me to finish it. I want to finish it. You even know? though he kind of didn't want to finish it. Yeah, even yeah. though it was fucking two years ago, you know, or yeah. whatever. Um, yeah, so I like that ex- explanation, but, you know, I also like that not only has he hurt his country, but he hurt him. Yeah. Right? Um... And so it might be a little bit of both in this case. Um, yeah. Whether, yeah. Whether or not that's true, I don't know. And I, I do like the the ambiguity and it's sort of like supposed to be, I think. Uh, as straightforward as everything seems to be in this movie. This is the only is part a- that they're going to say, hey, hey, you decide. Yeah. I did like the reverse shot of seeing him on the ground and seeing how this tiny little bullet hole that appears on his cheek. And this massive exit wound it in the back. It must have been a hollow point or something to just like explode the back of his head. Like I know, that. dude. God of course, dang. most exit wounds are bigger than the entry wounds. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so that was Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. Uh, yeah. Jeremy, are you ready to wrap up, wrap up, wrap up? I am. I'm glad I picked this one. Yeah, man. So, so am I. Uh, I. I will be watching this again. I loved this movie. I, I loved it. I thought it was so good. Yeah. And so like what I was saying last week about seeing that poster, which hopefully future rain is still continue to use that same poster. Yeah. Um, I was so intrigued and I thought, you know, I was thinking about it on my way home today and I really thought that this was a biopic. Yeah. You know, cause <laughs> I remember seeing like a, a brief little trailer about it and I feel like I wasn't, I was half paying attention to the trailer and when it flashes, cause it flashes the words separately, you know, tinker and then Taylor. And then I thought it was referring to, George Smiley being a tinker, a tailor, a soldier, oh, and okay. a spy. You know, because uh, I thought George Smiley was a real person. I mean, he might as well be. This was so, you know, grounded and realistic yeah. because... Enriched with substance. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah absolutely. So, yeah, man, I dug it. Uh, I kind of want to show it to Ashley. Oh. I mean, she's not... An oops, I forgot. Uh, okay. Oh, we haven't done that the first one of the season. Yeah. Um, it The, the codenames refer to a, a, a rhyme, um, a... A children's uh, British nursery rhyme. Mm. Um, oh man, okay. Wait, I might have taken a picture. Of it. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I'm not gonna try to remember it because it's because um, it's tough. Yes, here we go. Okay, uh, Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Sailor, Rich Man, Poor Man, Beggar Man, Thief. That's what. Uh, mm. And so when um, when Jim's like, "Ooh, who's that? Is it the Beggar Man?" Right. Thief. When control is is you know. We can't do Sailor. It's too close to Taylor, right? Which is the next one. And then Rich Man doesn't apply to anybody here. So we'll go Poor Man and then Beggar Man. And then, you know, they left out Thief. So Yeah. Um, and, of course, Spy refers to whomever it turns out is... The Mole. The Mole, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I dug it. Uh, I for sure want to show Ashley the movie because she's not really big into the Spy movies, but I feel like she would enjoy this one. Yeah, I mean, this one is a lot more cerebral than yeah. your typical spy thriller, I think. Yeah, um, I think so. I have not seen Bridge of Spies, which I've heard is okay. With Tommy Hanks? Yeah. With America's dad? Yep. Um, I think it's a Spielberg. So, yeah. uh, And, of course, Munich is another sort of espionage. Dude. Uh, I don't know if you've Isn't seen Ron Munich. Howard? Yes. And Eric, no. And Eric no, no, that one's, that one's Spielberg. 
as well. It's about the, uh, of course, the, the yeah, Olympics. the Olympics. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, man. So, uh, are you ready to find out what we're talking about next week? I'm excited. Yeah. So, like I said off mic, I let Ashley pick this one. I showed her my list. I was like, which one to do? I was like, literally, you know, any of these are fine. Yeah, there is no order. And so she chose one that, I'll, I'll be honest, I wasn't mentally, not necessarily mentally ready. I was going to save this one, but I was like, you know what? If that's the one you choose, chose, we're doing it. So she's, next week, she's not even going to listen. Right? Yeah, I know. So next week, uh, we're going to be talking about Spike Jones, her. Oh, interesting. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix and the voice of Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> that's all I know. About the movie. Very cool. I've seen I mean, this one. I mean, I've seen the trailer, so I know there's more. I know yeah. the point of the movie, but that's all I know. Yeah, this one I have seen. Um, yeah, man. I So, I remember seeing the trailer for this, and I was like, wow. I love Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. And Scarlett Johansson? Oh, but you only hear her voice. Well, maybe. Maybe I'll get around to seeing it. And I just never did. Rooney Mara is also in. I wonder if that's where they met. Um, Joaquin and Oh, Rooney that's Mara. right, because they're engaged. Yeah. Joaquin Rooney Mara, uh, and Amy Adams is also in it. I love Amy Adams. Um, yeah, it's 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 good. I really do like this movie. And uh, when I saw the trailer for the first time, I remember thinking, I like his red shirt. <laughs> yeah. Because it doesn't have a collar, you know, but it's still a button-up shirt. Um, I, I liked it. I thought it was cool. And then, of course, he's wearing, like, very vibrant colors, you know? Like, he's mm. like a red jacket on top of it. Whatever. It, it's sort of like this weird... Uh, lens that Spike Jones is showing us the future in, right? Like yeah. this is his take on the future, and it's it's odder than most, I think. Well, I mean, Spike Jones is pretty odd. I mean, I mean perhaps more realistic, maybe. Who knows? I mean, you know, Spike Jones did kind of kickstart Jackass. That is true. The same dude who did this movie and Where the Wild Things Are, which, whatever, uh, also produced and helped create Jackass. Those of you who um, are wondering maybe like what what kind of a personality is Spike Jones? Watch Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, he is the manager of the the penny stocks. Um, uh, have you seen Wolf of Wall Street? No. Oh man. So he's the manager of the when Jordan Belfort loses his job on Black Monday. Um, he gets another job at this very, very small. Uh, firm, I guess you could call it. It's barely that. Uh, Spike Jones plays the manager. Oh, Spike Jones is in the movie. Yeah, Spike oh Jones plays the manager, and it, it, he is so funny in it. Um, you know, like asking, like, "Hey, man, if you make such and such money off of this, like, I'll suck your dick." <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> and then he goes, "I hope it happens." You know, uh, he's he's <laughs> <laughs> so fruity in it. It's so funny. Dude. Oh God. Yeah, Spike Jones, man, he's great. All right, man. Well, so. Next week, her. So we hope everyone enjoyed Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, and we will see you next week.